Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is there a positive spin the Kings could put on the DeMarcus Cousins trade? How does Boogie help the Pelicans? What can we expect from the Kings going forward? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here, and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast, which is also being simulcast immediately on Periscope and Facebook Live. So great to have everybody here. As always, I'm joined by Dave Dufour. It's a Sunday special thing, and we're here to talk a little bit about um, the Mike Conley's floater, right? No, yeah, I think that's all. The only thing happening today, right? Like, uh, yeah, I did a really that, cool video, and I talked yeah. all about his floater, and uh, people were kind of freaked. It was great. We have nothing else to talk about. Hey, you know what? We probably shouldn't even do a podcast. Well, should we? Like, wait, I mean, did you check? Did you check Twitter tonight? No, I actually haven't been on Twitter at all tonight. Um, okay. <laughs> holy crap, man! Boogie what? Cousins. Boogie Cousins. Don't tell me he got traded. For Langston Galloway, Tyreek Evans, Buddy Heald, New Orleans first, and New Orleans second. I'm sure some more, you know, ancillary moving parts will be in there. But, oh, my God. This ruins trade deadline day. It's ruined now. Well, right. Well, because they can't trade Boogie again, right? He's definitely off the table for Thursday. <laughs> I get Well, not necessarily, but I can't imagine trading for Boogie and then get rid of him. <laughs> Um, no, but I'm pretty sure there might be a rule about that where you can't trade a guy that quickly. But either way, all right, so let's go over this again. We got Boogie Cousins for a lot of nothing. Uh, this is one of those pennies in the dollar kind of trades that Bill Simmons would call them. Um, that said, you're, ever, you're almost never going to get what you the value of a Boogie Cousins in theory. Uh, and, and then it's rare that you have a guy as singularly talented as him and also as locker room killing as him as well. So uh, you're going to get a trade off both ways. Dave, wait, break it down again. What are the what are the pieces for this this trade? Okay, it's Buddy Heald, Tyreek Evans, who's an expiring. You know, he, he's in there to to make the contracts work. Um, and uh, Langston Galloway, 2017 first and second from New Orleans for Boogie, and I'm sure like Omri Caspi might be in there or someone like that, right? Like I, all the details aren't coming out. I've got, and I apologize in advance, guys, because I'm reading. Um, because all of this stuff is just happening right now, um, and I'm like checking out Woj's face, uh, Twitter page, and all that stuff. My phone is blowing up. I've got texts coming in from from all sorts of people. Um, shout out to Michael Schwartz and uh, Amit Barrow because they're texting me right now, asking me what the hell is happening. Um, yeah, so uh, Langston Galloway is going to be waived, but again, this is all about making those contracts match. The big moving parts are Buddy Heald, the 2017 first and second, and DeMarcus Cousins. Tyreek is an expiring deal. Um, Langston Galloway was on like a really, really nice contract. As a matter of fact, I mean, if I was the if I were the Kings, I'd be looking to move Collison and maybe keep Galloway because 
you know, the, the production levels aren't that different and the cost savings would be tremendous. I guess so. I mean, I like Collison and he's been around. And although Collison <laughs> would be the playmaker they're looking for in Cleveland. That's true. You know, now here's a, here's the kind of the dumb the dumb stuff about this overall is that Boogie's on expiring contract and they're going to definitely uh, not sign an extension. They're going to test the free agent market, and so now you're talking about a Pelicans outfit which hasn't sort of inspired any kind of you know cultural um, inspiration of you know this is where I want to go and be and stay for the rest of my career. And so you're, it, I, I don't know if I want to call it a rental, but it kind of is a rental. And now we're dealing with the notion that. Um, yeah, he could leave, and they they basically given away. You know, I mean, I like Buddy; he's a nice piece. Um, but, but he's not a superstar. Yeah, and, and by the way, it's in in in, in respect of that, because this first round pick, let's say they're going to make the playoffs in theory with Boogie and Anthony Davis, right? So their first round pick, what's that? I don't. I mean, they might, but, but yeah, but it, it, their first round pick is going to be not. A high lottery pick. It, this is a this is highway robbery. Look, if the Chris Paul trade that never happened, the one we don't talk about, <laughs> if that was room, if that was shot down for basketball reasons, um, this one is far more one sided. Far more one sided. Yeah. This is this is maybe we need to step in. I mean, look, if Adam Silver didn't like, or if they didn't like Hinky in Philadelphia because they didn't like what he was doing. Um, at least Hinky was doing it on purpose. What the Kings are doing is is just stupidity. There, there's no other like they have no idea what they're doing. They need the keys to the car taken away from them. Yeah, this oh, is a disaster. I, I, yeah. There's no question. I agree with that without question. It, 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 it's not a good deal. They're going to get a, a low first round pick and then just fodder. Uh, you know, uh, Buddy Heald is something, but not you know. You should be getting like a premier a premier player back. Uh, you know, maybe it's not an all-star, like, you know, uh, an established starter of someone who scores like 20 a game. Like he, they should have gotten CJ McCollum for, for that or something, at least. Right. 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 That level of talent now, or you're, or you're, you're shooting for super high upside. Buddy Hield was a four year player. Like we kind of know who Buddy Hield is going to be. Um, the idea that the Lakers wouldn't trade Brandon Ingram, this is the report tonight, that the Lakers wouldn't include Brandon Ingram in a deal. I'm sorry, but that's stupid. The Lakers were dumb for not including Brandon Ingram because DeMarcus Cousins is a superstar. He's one of the 15 best players in the league. He is a franchise-changing player. Now, there's certainly the, the attitude and mental aspects that you have to deal with, but in my opinion, he's the kind of guy that you – you want your culture, and and Luke Walden has, you know, that's why they brought him in, right? Like he's a culture guy. Um, did you? By you the way, did you, did you mention that uh, the Kings are going to get another first round in 2019 as well? I did not. Okay, so again, this is still developing. Like the deal is just it's trickling out. Um, yeah, uh, this David Aldridge just now is saying that the uh, stunning acquisition for New Orleans, which will send its first round picks in 2017 and 2019, along with players. So the question then is: Is the 2019 pick could be worth something if Boogie leaves? And now they've lost; they don't have any more first round picks. Well, um, this is the kicker with this whole deal: is that now because and Omri Caspi was included in the deal. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm included so, in the deal, by the way, Dave. Yeah, yeah, we're we're all getting traded. I could have traded for Boogie Cousins. Is that if this is all it took? I could have I could have traded for Boogie Cousins. I had more assets than they got. Um, so the deal is. 
This summer, Sacramento was going to have to give Boogie a five-year, $200 million deal. That's a hell of a commitment. Um, and I think that they just weren't sold on that. Not just the money, but the years. And so, you know, if you're trying to really change your culture and you feel like Boogie is not going to contribute to it, I get it. you got to get out from under it. But it's hard for me to believe that Boston couldn't have given a better deal than this. That Nets pick is worth more than everything. If they could have traded Boogie for just the Nets pick and they get more than they got in this trade. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. And you're right. It's this notion that, um, you know, uh, that they just needed to get rid of him in the locker room. I mean, I've seen it. I've been in practices before. And I've seen Boogie loses SHIT. And it's, it is a problem. And it's worthy of, like, hey, he's going to hold us back. But this also just reeks of – and we talked about this earlier this weekend saying, oh, we're going to start to hear stuff because – the trade deadline is usually not so close to the All-Star game. The All-Star game was, was kind of late this year, probably because of President's Day. They wanted to use that, 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 that President's Day uh, weekend. But um, so as a result, that's why the GMs were now, they're all together. They're all hanging out, having drinks over uh, in between the All-Star festivities. So, but here's the thing. Like, it just reeks of, of Vivek. Just sort of like, you know, his mind is just all agita and he doesn't know what he can't keep it straight. He doesn't know what he wants to do. And um, and he just is going to impulsively make this deal. Um, it's weird. It doesn't make a lot of sense at all. And um, it's it's too bad. The Kings franchise is going to be doomed, it sounds like. Well, they're definitely taking a step back. But sometimes you got to take a step back to take a step forward. And, and in a lot of ways... The, the DeMarcus Cousins uh, kind of soap opera has, has made what the Kings have been doing even worse, right? Like to have a player of his, of his talent um, and then not be able to win with him. Now, this is an indictment. Like as far as I'm concerned, this whole trade and everything about it is an indictment of the Kings organization as a whole. Now, that Boogie, not that Boogie is free from blame, but – this is very much on the organization. The organization has to make this stuff work. They have to put good players around them. They have to, you know, do these things to to kind of facilitate winning, right? And they haven't done that. And now that they've traded him for nothing, or not nothing, it's not nothing, but it's close to nothing. Um, they, you know, they're on the hook 100%. They can't blame it on Boogie anymore. Yes, that is true. I mean, it, it seems like it's full tank mode now, trying to get. I mean, but again, th- th- that, those two first round picks uh, can't possibly be what they were, what like the best they could have gotten. Uh, Woj is also saying there are mild protections on New Orleans' 2017 first round pick, but uh, yeah, the bottom line is New Orleans. I can't imagine they're gonna, they're not gonna make the A spot now. It just seems like you know they, they, they have a really good shot at that and that would i can't believe any protection would would say you can't have the 20th pick in the draft or whatever that seems silly yeah I, I look as far as i'm concerned for the kings um this is this is someone asked for a trade grade for the pelicans <laughs> for the pelicans this is an a plus is the greatest one-sided trade in the history of the nba this, actually i take that back it might be second to the barkley trade okay what okay. happens though, Dave? Wait, wait. What happens if if somehow? And by the way, the biggest problem I'm having with this trade, as far as on New Orleans is, I can't even in my mind's eye picture Boogie and Anthony Davis playing together. That's just, just I can't make it work. So, but let's just say it worked really well, and they shoot out to like the sixth seed, and they win a fir- they upset in the first round, right? Because they can't they get they get every rebound. Um, you know. 
what would happen? Like maybe Boogie then stays. Like that, there, you know, there could be something good on that end as well. I mean, I guess the bottom line is, I don't want to. I feel like no matter what, New Orleans is going to win, right? That, that's what we're saying. Yeah, they win no matter what. Look, here's the thing: they didn't give up much. They right. really didn't. And and so it, even if let's say Boogie leaves this summer, which he could. I mean, his agent even said. Yeah. We're not making any guarantees that we're going to re-sign with a team that trades for him. Well, which any, is part yeah. of why any agent that, any agent that doesn't say that is fired the next in two minutes. So, but right because what they want is that five-year, two hundred million dollar deal. Now that's out the window. So you know, I don't know. This, this is I'm I'm a little like caught off guard by this trade. I mean, it started developing over the course of the last couple of hours, but you know, I thought it was a classic case of. Oh, we're close to a deal, and we're trying to drive up the value. I there, there was no way I thought we were getting a deal tonight, especially like you said, with all of the the GMs and and coaches and everyone in New Orleans. I figured this would drag out at least through tomorrow. Um, <laughs> right, it definitely. It is just it is one of the most one sided trades I can think of in definitely in recent memory. You know, a, a general reminder that you know the league still needs to approve this deal, just like they didn't approve the Chris Paul trade uh, earlier. So, um, you know, although I, you know, can, can you foresee that happening at some point where the, the, the tomorrow the league office is going to say no? I can't imagine that the league office will say no. I, I mean, if they did this, especially when you consider the difference in time and how how more. There's more spotlight on the NBA now than there was with the Chris Paul trade. And, and NBA Twitter would just go ablaze if they denied this trade. Right. Um, well. <laughs> but but a little bit, just to talk a little bit about the on-court stuff, since that's kind of, I mean, we're coaches, right? This is what we're supposed to talk about. Yeah. Uh, you know, Boogie's ability to step out and shoot threes kind of makes this interesting. I think that it really does. I mean, you know, Anthony Davis, he and Anthony Davis don't have to occupy the same spaces. So this is sort of interesting. Um, I'm not quite sure how it will work from an X's and O's standpoint. Um, I mean, I know Alvin Gentry's philosophy, I think, pretty well. Um, we've seen it, right? Like, we, we know what the way he coaches. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting. I, I'm excited to see what happens, and they'll have they'll actually have a practice or two before they have a game. So <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Well, so it's interesting to say because with with who is left, we know that Drew Holiday will be starting. We know Anthony Davis and Boogie will be in the front court. We know uh, who else? Uh, Tyreek has been he hasn't been playing much anyway. He's an injured, but like who? What, what's their starting five at this point? Well, I mean, I imagine Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill probably starts at the three. Okay. Um, you got Drew Holiday. Uh, yeah. Um, Lance? Uh, no, Lance, Lance is in Minnesota on Sunday. Oh, day. I forgot. He already went to Minnesota right. looking at their rosters. Yeah, I, I just watched yeah. it. Yes. I mean, who's going to start at two guard for them? Uh, that's a good question. I, I mean, I imagine they'll, they'll start rolling out 10-day contracts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and, not a good position um, to be in if you're fighting for a playoff spot. No. Um, I, I, you know, Agensa got a bunch of minutes the other night, and, and I thought it looked like a classic try to drive up his value game. Right. So I, I would guess Agensa is probably on his way out of town. So they're probably going to try to fill out the roster with other guys, um, you know, like that way. Um, but they definitely could use it too. Pondexter's not going to get it done. 
Hey, what we always do in our night in our periscopes is a really fun little experiment. Is we usually say, okay, everybody at the same time, we're gonna hit that share button and let everybody know over on, on your Twitter feeds that we're in this awesome uh, podcast recording live show uh, about the boogie trade. So, hey, everybody, why don't we do that right now? Just hit that button that says, you know, the upward arrow. Share this on Twitter. Share it all across the uh, the land and let everyone know we're in this because this is a great conversation with a ton of people, more than we've ever had before. So, uh, let's keep doing that now. Uh, okay, so there, there's a serious starting five problem. And then once we talk about what the starting five is going to be like, well, then there's a bench problem too. So this is an issue. Like like New Orleans is, is going to – it might not necessarily improve <laughs> a well, lot. You know, I don't know. So, all right, so I'm looking at the roster, and here here's what I would guess. Um, I would guess you have Drew Holiday, Etwan Moore, Solomon Hill, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins. And then that still leaves you. You've got Monty Eunice. You've got Terrence Jones coming off the bench. You got Tim Frazier as the backup point guard. Uh, Dante Cunningham is there. So you've got some guys. Quincy Pondexter. You've got some guys, but I think that they probably need another piece or two. And I again, I would not be surprised at all if this is the first of a few trades that they have. Now, I I don't think they're going to trade Anthony Davis. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Uh, when I first saw the trade, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to trade Anthony Davis for DeMarcus Cousins. That's terrible. Um, yeah. yeah the, I still think they're not – they may not make the eighth seed. I think the Nuggets are going to be the eighth seed. I think the Nuggets, top to bottom, feel like a better team to me. Um, but we won't know until we get to see it. You know, like we've never seen a guy like Anthony Davis and a guy like DeMarcus Cousins play together. There's no comp for this. Right. That is absolutely true. Um, and so now – Yes. Uh, well, right. We've never seen. I mean, there's got to be. Oh, well, good point. Any, any kind of twin tower scenario we've seen in the past has never included anybody who can shoot threes. Yeah. Uh, good point is that Omri Caspi is coming to New Orleans too. And if there's one coach in the league that could that can use Omri Caspi, it's Alvin Gentry. I think he will. I think we'll actually see a little bit of him. I would wouldn't be surprised if we see him in some small ball lineups next to Davis and sometimes just next to Cousins. It, this is, you know, good point, uh, BK Finest 91. This is a fantastic trade for New Orleans. This sets New Orleans up really, really well for the future. Um, Drew Holiday is a very good point guard. They're going to have to sign him to a max deal this summer to keep him. But they've got his bird rights. They've got Boogie's bird rights. This is, this is actually something. I mean, if they had this team all year, they're at least a six seed, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. The, the bottom part of the bracket in the Western Conference is very weird and up and, and uneven and all over the place. So yeah, that could certainly be uh, something that they could that could work for them. Let's move over to the Kings for a second to look at what's going on there because now they're bringing in. I mean, I, I have to imagine they're going to have way too many players. They're going to have to cut players, uh, either the guys they traded for or people who are already in the roster. It sounds like um, what's going to. What how can you foresee that? How's that going to play out? Well, all right. I, I imagine this means that they're not going to try to re-sign Macklemore. Um, you know, Buddy Heald is going to be their two guard. For sure. Um, they, I don't know, man. This is just such a weird trade for a team that has limited talent anyway. To get rid of your, like, like by far your most talented player um, is never a good idea. Yeah. A- unless they're going to try. I mean, they're going to bottom out. They do they, they keep their pick if it's top 10 this year. And so, you know, they're going to have a couple of picks that, you know, potentially two lottery picks in this draft, which is it's a deep draft. Um, I just I don't know, man. I don't see the 
the way forward here. Um, Papa John, Papa Giannis has looked decent in the seven minutes I've watched him play, uh, <laughs> but it was garbage time. So right. you know what does that mean? Uh, I assume this means Costa Kufos is the starting center for now, with uh, Papa Giannis as the you know point guard or the center of the future. Um, Ty Lawson has been been pretty good for them this year. I know that they wanted to move Collison, so I, I, again, I expect some more dominoes to start falling. This is the, this is you know, this is the biggest trade since the Carmelo Anthony trade, as far as one player. And so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to see what happens in the next few days, which hopefully means we're going to have a very exciting live show on Thursday. That's right, and don't forget, everybody, we are having a live show broadcast right here on Periscope and Facebook and, and YouTube and everywhere uh, for the, the trade deadline about an hour before the trade line, deadline ends, where we'll be going over whatever is breaking and comes in for that section. You'll be able to keep up to date with a lot of good analysis. So don't miss this next uh, this Thursday coming up in three or four days. Uh, the, the trade deadline will have that as well. And also, you know, don't don't miss. I did do a really cool video. I wasn't kidding in the very beginning about uh, Mike Conley's floaters, his right-handed floaters that drive me insane. I finally did the definitive dive into them and showed you why they aren't as good as you might think that they are. And that he and I also had a really cool solution for him that would actually make him a, a much better uh, floater. Did you happen to see it, Dave? Or are you busy today? I did watch it today. Um, you know, luckily I had a nice lazy Sunday, so uh, yeah, I watched it. I watched it this morning, and uh, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, if if Connolly would start going off two feet instead of the wrong footed, and what's weird is that he shoots it with his with his, you know right hand when he's left-handed so yeah, yeah i agree i agree completely and it's a fantastic video and i it, well, it really you. points out to me it points out some of those finer details that unless you have the coach's eye you don't see right right exactly and well you know my coach's eye always goes to either one foot or two foot what's going on there and it was cool to break him all out this year and see that he's shooting nine points better off of both feet than he is off of um off of one and that's that just that's the math i all i needed to see Well, um, so someone just mentioned Dell Demps. I think that they're Dell Demps is like the executive of the year for this trade. I, this is this is the this is such an incredibly one-sided deal. I don't think I could even say this enough. If you know, we could have called this the one-sided deal um, because it's that <laughs> it's really that ridiculous. Uh, it's it's incredible. I, I really I'm I'm really caught off guard by it. Right. Well, here's the I problem. It's like I almost feel like we have to go over it again because we have a lot of people who just joined us and they're keep player again. We might be included in this deal the way this is going because they keep adding them. So we need to kind of get this straight. Uh, what's the latest? Like I, I don't know who do we trust at this point. Mark Stein, uh, Wojnarowski. Who are we supposed to be looking at at this point? I'm gonna go with Woj. Uh, Woj has never led me astray. Um, so Woj Woj is reporting. Buddy Heald, Tyreek Evans, Langston Galloway, the 2017 first, 2017 second, and a protected 2019 for Boogie Cousins and Omri Caspi. Langston, Ga- the report is Langston Galloway will probably be waived. Okay. Um, now, nope, Langston Galloway... Jake He's, Anderson says no 2019. Okay, so I was reading that. That That's not right. Okay, so, so that 2019 Aldridge, is not in there. Great, which so makes Aldridge can't be trusted worse. ever. There you go. I knew I, I, knew I couldn't trust him. Um, I, you know, I guess I should just go to the hit to Woj's Twitter feed. I'm, I'm sort of all over the place online right now looking at it. But um, 
Okay, so again, it, with with that second first round pick, it kind of like okay, I could, at least that was you're getting closer to what the value should have been for Boogie. But if it's not included, and if they're going to have a protection on that first one, do we know if it's going to be a protected first or not? It is not protected, at least as far as I know. Okay, because that's By that would be also key. That that would really make it. That, you know what? If it was a protected first round pick, then you know that Lottie has no idea what he's doing. Right. Well, so here's the thing. You know, I think Vlade's reputation – look, Vlade is going to be on his way out. Let's just put it that way. They're not signing anyone. He His reputation took a huge hit because up until this afternoon, he was denying that this was going to happen. Right. And agents hate that. I mean he was telling DeMarcus's agent that he wasn't being traded. So his credibility is taking a real hit. And that's a big deal, man. Like, you know, like – you are your reputation in the NBA. Yeah, and it's I true. Know. But agents know that they lied to. I mean, I, you know, I, I hear you, and I also think that agents, you know, it's a business, and they, you yeah, know, everybody's, they are, you know, yeah. they're, they're not going to like, you know, not taking a lot of money if it's a, if it's a situation for their client where they like it. Now that said, I would imagine a lot of agents, if they're talking about, you know, a free agent going to Sacramento. Uh, would probably say, hey, you shouldn't go there for basketball reasons as opposed to just because I hate, you know, Vlade or I don't trust him. But either way, um, you know, it's it's uh, the only thing I want to, you know, defend with the Kings is that, like, those kind of trades are never, right, they never really uh, are fair or never really a great deal for the team trading. Like Kareem, when they when Milwaukee traded them and they never got, like, full value. It's a similar kind of idea there where, you know, but either way, I suspect they they had heard other deals that were better. I mean, I, I I'm not even aware. Like, do you, did you hear any details of any other trades that they were trying to pitch for Boogie? They, you know, there were some other reports out there, but nothing concrete. Um, not not like this. I mean, obviously this trade, but um, yeah, nothing concrete. I, I just it to me like Danny Ainge. Like, it's amazing that Danny Ainge wasn't saying, "Hey, I'll send you the Nets' first pick." Yeah, yeah it's gonna because- be it's top three pick. You know, because Boogie, well, no, they, they would send the Nets pick, and they would have had to send like either like Crowder or Bradley and like Smart or something like that. Like that, that would be the equivalent of what they got from New Orleans. Now it sounds like right, something something like that. Um, you know, that actually that actually puts the Celtics back in contention. You know, with with the Cavs, I would imagine. Um, yeah, if they could have gotten Boogie, I think that they would be favored in the East. Uh, well, you can't ever not favor LeBron, can you? Well, that's true. That's true. That's but true. but they'd be the favorites to like to you know give them a game or give them a series um, over our over our Wizards. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's you're right. It's very strange, and you, I wonder what Danny Ainge is thinking right now because yes, there's no question he was probably throwing stuff out. And by the way, they also spurned him uh, with the Heat deal, or I'm sorry, with the Justice Winslow pick as well earlier when he was offering all that stuff, and and uh, Charlotte wouldn't give up that pick. So it's like. What I don't know. What I guess people don't want to deal with Danny Ainge, or they don't trust him. Or they don't. I don't know. Something's weird because those are some good deals they were willing to give up and can't make it. You know, couldn't pull a trigger. Well, apparently Danny Ainge has overvalued Terry Rozier. Yeah, and, oh, right. and that so was the, that was a like he point, right? he lost out on Ibaka for not including Terry Rozier. So I mean, it must be that Sacramento was like, look, we get Rozier or you don't get Boogie, because I just cannot imagine that Danny Ainge wasn't involved in. In Demarcus Cousins' trade talks, yeah, and and and, and 
Rozier, no. Like, the only argument should have been, like, we want uh, Jay Crowder or else the deal's fine. Like, that's the deal. Okay, maybe you say yes or maybe you say no. But um, who knows what that really is. And we'll have to kind of wait for the book to come out or something. We'll hit, we'll, I'm sure we'll hear some more details when the trade deadline's over. Like, those usually leak out. Um, and we hear some more of those potential trades. Um, uh, but this is crazy kind of stuff. And it's weird. You know, Carlson is, I mean, uh, Galloway. No, I'm sorry. Tyreek Evans is now back in Sacramento. And, um, I mean, where am I, what am I saying? He is now, I, you know well, what, I am so confused story. now. Tyreek Evans is coming home. Tyreek, yes. He's now coming back to Sacramento. I'm correct, right? That's right. Okay, so. Tyreek Evans is going home. So, that's interesting as well, because that's where he won the Rookie of the Year and where he's probably played the best ball of his career so far. A uh, different coach, different situation, but uh, I wonder if that's going to do anything for him. You know, look, Tyreek Evans, uh, the health stuff has been an issue the last couple seasons. So um, I don't I don't think he's really changed all that much as a player. It's more health, right? Yeah. Um, he, he's been healthy. I, he'll probably be fine. But really, the Kings are just irrelevant right now. That's that's the truth, is that they, they traded to Marcus Cousins. They are now completely irrelevant. They, they might as well not even exist. Someone mentioned that the Kings should move to Vancouver. I agree. They might as well. <laughs> I mean, they have no, they have nothing. This is they have committed to another four to five years of mediocrity, at best. Fair enough. Now it looks like you might have been you might be frozen right now. I think we can all hear you, but uh, your your uh, your your thing isn't uh, moving. That's okay. Let us all know. Can you hear Dave? Because I think we're pushing the edge of our my envelope of my computer, and uh, but I think I think everyone can hear us. So let us know. Make sure we can you can you, everyone can hear you as well. Um, and. Okay, so Tyreek coming back to Sacramento, so that you know that could be something for them. But you're right; they they are slowly moving to that realm, and I just don't see any uh, any way out. I mean, I suppose if they hit a home run on a couple of different drafts, uh, they can get right back into it. But uh, I don't know; it's they haven't been proven that they can do that either. They're gonna have to really hit, like hit a few home runs, and and the the reality is they're not. They didn't do this early enough because now the Kings can't bottom out. They can't. They yeah. can't get into that number one pick range. The New Orleans pick isn't going to be as good because they added Boogie. And so, you know, they, they've mortgaged their, their you know, immediate future for mediocre assets. By the way, I'm unfrozen. I can see it now on uh, Periscope. So Yes. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, we, we got the uh, CPU toned down a little bit. Now, um, the other thing is... This- yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, we were starting to get some questions in. Sorry. Okay, hit them. <clears throat> um, it was, how does this affect this, uh, the standings? And and so I'm still of the opinion that, that Denver is going to be the eighth seed. Um, but, you know, just from a talent perspective, who's two more talented people than Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins? You know, I mean, what teams have two guys that you could legitimately say are top 15 in the NBA that aren't in the playoffs. So they, they really do have a chance of doing it. Um, it, it really, this will depend on drew holiday. Like how much is drew holiday going to be able to bring to the table 
to amplify the the abilities of these guys. Now, I I kind of like Drew. He's like he's a you know legit starting guard in the league. But I mean, a few years ago with Philly, we had done a breakdown on the top twenty scorers in the league and how they did against the top defenses and the bottom defenses. And Drew Holiday led that group of people uh, in feasting on the bad defenses and doing really bad on the good defenses. So. It was sort of like a little bit one of those guys like, you know, a uh, decent player on a bad team looks a lot better. And, you know, there are moments when he's shown he's pretty tough and he's got that kind of Damian Lillard kind of game in a way. Um, but then there are also times when he isn't as tough. So I don't know how much of a mirage he is. I suppose we're really going to have to find out now. But uh, he, he should get plenty of opportunities for assists with lobs and for, you know, throwing in the post. Um, now, the other question you mentioned about Gentry, I don't know if Gentry's ever had a low post guy like this to coach. No. And, well, again, you know what? Like, not only is he a skilled low post player, but his ability to – his face-up game, his ability to hit threes above the break. Like, he is such a unique talent. Like, in basketball history, how many guys have been able to play the way Boogie does? N- not many. Not, not exactly. that kind of body type, no. Now, but the other thing is Gentry's on the hot seat, you know, like he's underperformed what they expected. And so if they, I think if they make the eighth seed, maybe he keeps his job. If he doesn't, he doesn't, which means another new coach for Boogie. Well, uh, well, again, we can't even say it that way because we have no idea Boogie would even stay anyway, right? They could do everything he wants and he could just leave uh, to get the max anywhere else he wants to go. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they do have the quote-unquote bird rights for him now because the, the Pelicans are, have him, so they could pay him the most, right? They can. So They right. have the bird rights. They can go over the cap to keep him, um, just like with Drew Holiday. So, right. yeah, the bird rights go with the contract. But we have seen in the past, you know, KD is a good example of guys who uh, are willing to, to bypass a lot of extra money to go to a better situation. Now, the only question there is, is Boogie ever going to be able to see what a good situation is or not? I, at this point, the way he his psyche is, it's like I don't think any situation is ever perfect for him. So uh, it's an interesting question. And then that opens it up. Um, you know, who would be the suitors for him? Who have who have a max slot available to offer him? Well, I mean, you know, with a little bit of salary shuffling, you could get a guy like um, – or you could get a team like Miami um, that could open up space for him. Of course, they would probably want to move Whiteside since they yeah. play the same position. Um, Dallas will have, will have cap space available and potentially a, a lottery pick. Um, so, you know, there's something there. There's, there's a lot. I mean, look, there's not many teams that wouldn't want Boogie. Um, someone pointed out to me that, that there's a good chance that the Celtics just didn't want to bring him in from a culture standpoint. And I get that. But, yeah. but you know, talent is important. And if you trust your team culture, your organizational culture, then, then you have to trust it with a guy who's as talented as Boogie Cousins. That's a, a risk worth taking. You know, would, would this would the Spurs take Boogie Cousins tomorrow? I, I bet they would. No, but the Spurs are in a better situation than the Celtics are, right? Like for that, that's the other thing. Right. But but again, it is a very important point to make that, uh, like, yeah, the Spurs could be a lottery team right now, and like still wouldn't take them because of of that issue of the way they that they feel he behaves. That said, like a guy like Brad Stevens, I could probably hear him, you know, say. Uh, I don't. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. How am I going to communicate with that guy? But I also could kind of get the feeling that he would say, "Well, we'll figure it out, and we will spend our time to get a way to communicate 
the guy. We did see uh, Mike Malone do it, uh, you know, in that short amount of time he was leading the Kings until Boogie went down. And, um, you know, but that, again, that doesn't mean much on a, such a small sample size. Um, so it's an interesting question all the way around. Um, and it, it, this is the first time I think we've seen a major trade of a major star that really doesn't shift the, the power a, a, at all, right? This is, the Western Conference is not going to you know, change much. No, not at the top. I mean, not at the top at all. Um, what this would do, uh, again, if this has happened this summer, I think we're looking at a six-seed New Orleans Pelicans rather than a fighting for the eighth-seed. Right. But that's still not much of a difference. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it's just an interesting – it's really an interesting situation. It's, it's almost unprecedented to have two five, top 15 players, but neither of them are able to really affect – wins and losses as much like this is this is where like I, I think point guards tend to be overvalued but undervalued at the same time because the offensive initiators in the NBA uh, really really do they carry such a, a, a high load um, and so if Drew this is very much about Drew Holiday uh, if Drew Holiday can come through and create some offense and and make this work then they will be successful and and it's not a team that uh, particularly like the Warriors, with their struggles against bigs, would you want to play against Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins in the seven-game series? I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting in a lot of really big chess match, chess match because you know there would be games where they'd be forced to sit one or the other, but then there would also be games where you know Kerr would have to come up with some other alternative uh, to, to combat that. And yeah, it would go back and forth. It would be very, very interesting to see um, and yeah, if you get those guys crashing the boards and, and wreaking havoc down low on the defensive end, uh, yeah, then you can get away with having a shooting guard that's not like an upper level guy. You know, it, that gets you so far. It gets you into the second round, maybe. Um, but, and then they, have to, then they have to upgrade that position and pray to God that Boogie resigns. But I don't know. I guess I would give him even money to resign Boogie at this point. I feel like. You know, uh, they'll build. They have the extra money, and if they do well, then that'll at least be another calling card for that. And I, I believe that Boogie would probably want to go to somewhere where he can win. Um, and the top—I don't think the top two or three teams in either conference would could take him on anyway next year, right? Yeah, probably not. But but you know what? Something just popped in my head that I, I really think is important to note here. Chris Paul is a free agent this summer. Okay. You think Chris Paul would like to go play with Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins? Do you do you, I, yeah. <laughs> do you think Chris Paul do you think Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, and DeMarcus Cousins next year could be a top four team in the West? Oh yeah. It's a good story too. Like, you know, Chris Paul back to New Orleans. I don't know. Like that that could be something really interesting. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. That's intriguing because well, then, you know, the only way that happens is if there's a flame out in L.A., which is, seems very possible at this point because they're not going to be healthy until right before the playoffs, and that doesn't help them necessarily. So they, let's, just, okay, let's just pretend that the, the, the Clippers lose in five games in the second round, right? Okay. Like that's the doomsday scenario pretty much. And so Chris Paul's a free agent. Can they do that? Do they have enough room having already had Davis under contract to add a max boogie and a max CP3? Well, so that's the tricky part, right? Like they, they'd have to, I, I believe they'd have to sign, they'd have to sign Chris Paul first, and then oh, no. extend, and then sign Boogie. Right. 
But, okay. But well, again, we, there's the now whole the question holiday is, thing. Yeah, who's who's Asians is whom, and are, are they already going to each other's weddings and stuff like that, or banana boats? We, that, you know, that's the other question there. Because we do know that the CP3, banana boat factor is important. <laughs> it is. It is, and we know that CP3 has already been talking with these guys, right? He wanted to play with. Uh, I mean, was it the Mellow? What was that grouping before? Um, it's it's Mellow, Wade, uh, CP3, and, and LeBron. And I, I know they want to do that at some point before they retire. Um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I just think CP3, I think he would be fantastic with those two guys. Um, hey, everybody, make sure you tweet this out. Share this on Twitter. We, we want to get in here, and we're about to start taking questions. So let's get some more people in here. Yeah, we've got a lot of, I mean, heck, we have a lot of people here. I love the hearts. I'm going to give myself some hearts right now. Every day I give myself hearts and I give myself some more. I love them. Uh, CP3, to answer that question, he's going to be a free agent after this year. So as is, right. as is Deon, uh, no, as is Blake, right? Blake. So, right. but the Clippers are in a kind of a situation where they need to make some decisions. You know, like, is this team going to ever break through and do anything? Um, this has been a, a, a topic of conversation. Like, I'm not breaking news here. This is a topic of conversation all season. No. Right. Yeah, you know. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. Do they do the Clippers re-sign CP3? I mean, you know, we've talked about it quite a bit. Smaller point guard, waning athleticism. He's 31. You know, like maybe they just decide to let him go. Now, Doc is not known for that, but maybe this is the year that he does it. And and in that case, man, I think I think New Orleans would be a great place for him. So, yeah, do we, I don't know. Do we, did he did he enjoy it there the first time? I guess that's the other question. Well, I think that that was more an ownership and other thing right. issue. But, but by the way, that wasn't a you know a, a leading question. That, you know, he very well he started his career there. It could have been he could have a lot of fond memories of, of being there and playing there, and he certainly played great. And they had some. They did have a little success in the playoffs. That was really fun against the Lakers, I believe. Uh, they didn't beat them, but they were there. Wait, wasn't that the series where Pau Gasol hits a game winner, and yes. Kobe is like upset because he didn't hit it because it was a miss of a Kobe shot? It might have been. I had that, but that memory, was the and series. I was like, "What the f, man!" But anyway, um, that was a good team. That was almost like they weren't like the uh, the Phoenix Suns who like never broke through, but they were on their way to something back then that I remember in New Orleans. And they just, you know, then the whole trade, or whatever, it fell apart very quickly in the ownership. It's too bad. Um, so, what do you think of the All Star Game, real quick? I didn't watch it. Okay. I, I will you? admit I watched the first like maybe the first quarter and I kind of fell asleep a little bit and then I started watching Homeland. Yeah, I didn't watch the All Star Game. Um, you know, like, look, man, I, I like to watch real basketball and um, what they do there. That's not real basketball. I mean, it's great, it's fun, and and if that's if that's your thing, that's fine. I'm not gonna knock you for it. Uh, that's just not my deal. And um, I, I enjoyed not thinking about basketball for the weekend until Demarcus Cousins got traded, and uh, <laughs> you know. I was actually out at dinner um, right before this and was talking to some people when, when I saw – I got a, a, a tweet alert, I think, um, that DeMarcus – there was conversations about DeMarcus being traded. And I knew we were recording tonight and I was just thinking to myself, there's no way he's getting traded tonight. So we'll be able to talk about all the hypotheticals. Oh, yeah, you know, DeMarcus would be great in Boston and in or in Chicago or whatever. And he's going to New Orleans. So it's very, very interesting. So we got we got a question here. It's a uh, user Brad hates you. Um, any thoughts on what the Bulls will do? Um, so the new the news that I've heard is that the Bulls have reengaged with like the Celtics 
on a Butler, a Jimmy Butler deal. Have you heard that, Coach? Uh, I have not heard anything re-engaged, if that's what you're saying. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't keep my ear to the ground that stuff. I rely on people like you to throw that out there, and then I can kind of think about it. And then, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm the worst about that stuff. But, uh, but again, the Jimmy Butler for, like, what, like, Jay Crowder and Jimmy Butler, like, it's the same player. Well, it's not the same player. Jimmy Butler is a better offensive player. But um, I, I don't know. Does he move? Is he the all-star that the, the Celtics need to move the needle? You know, does Brad does, does Bradley not give them enough of, of what Jimmy Butler does that they can't win without him? I mean, Bradley is a, is an equal defender to Jimmy Butler, except he can't guard like LeBron. Um, but you know, he is a really good. You know, offensively, Bradley is good. Bradley is seventy five percent of Jimmy Butler. So I don't know. Does that is that enough to move the needle? I'm assuming because by the way, I'm assuming that's what the deal would have to be: Avery Bradley, da 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 da, and Jimmy Butler, and a player or something. People say I've heard people say that they wouldn't have given up the Nets pick and Avery Bradley for Demarcus Cousins, and I disagree with that. I think that that's a good deal for for Boston if they could have gotten Demarcus for that. The only um, problem is it's a rental. That's the only question is if, if Demarcus had one more year, then okay. But you know it's tricky because you know you give up. That, that's a, it is a lot to give up to let not have anything six months later. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so that that is the trick. Whereas with New Orleans, they didn't give up anything of any real value. Right, right. Especially yeah, yeah right. Uh, that, that that certainly this year's pick won't be that, that valuable, and even in the deep, it's a deep draft, but still. Uh, I don't think they're going to get anybody game-changing at 21, 22, whatever they're going to be. Yeah. Um, Buddy Heald, you know, like, I mean, we don't know what he is. Um, you know, Eric Bledsoe may be traded this year. And I wonder if if New Orleans couldn't work something out for him. And now that could be very interesting to get yeah. Eric Bledsoe with these guys. That's kind of like the perfect guy. You, you'd have a nice spearhead, you know, defensive point guard who can actually score. I mean, he's having a fantastic year this year. Um Got the the boogie connection, but how is that going to work with Drew Holiday? Well, you would I would imagine Drew Holiday would get moved in that deal. But, all right, I mean they're so thin in the backcourt as it is. It just seems weird. But um, I mean I, I don't know. I I always felt like uh, Bledsoe should be a, a two guard. Honestly, I feel like he should be like a the secondary guard, uh, and that'd be his best role. Like he did in college, where he yeah. played next to Wall, or like yeah. kind of like what he was doing like with the Clippers a little bit. Yeah, well, he's for sure a combo guard, um, but he's improved quite a bit as a as a playmaker. I actually think he's having like when you when you look at the guys that are around him, he's really having a an amazing year, considering that he's the only real threat aside from Devin Booker. Yeah, I gotta get I dive into some Phoenix Suns footage. I, I am remiss; I, I haven't done it for a while now. Uh, uh, you know, in the beginning of the year, I did something, so I gotta get back and look at what what they're doing because. It definitely is an untold story, and what, I mean, what, what I've heard though is that you know guys are out for, out for their own. You know, this, this the season's sort of in the tank now, and uh, they're they, you know it's not much of a team concept going on, and they're kind of running the, the show over there with uh, uh, Earl Watson coaching. But I gotta check it out for myself. Um, I saw a really interesting question here on Twitter, and the, okay. the, here's what they tweeted me. That it was it's sort of not even a question, but it's a an observation. In 08, Powell to the Lakers. In 04, she to the Pistons. In 01, Mutombo to the Sixers and all made the finals. So I think what he's trying to make a connection to is like a big midseason trade that like led these guys to the finals. And I don't know. Certainly when you look at those teams that they all went to, the Lakers, the Pistons, and the Sixers all had much better talent when they got there. Yeah, well, yeah, they were already kind of contenders. 
you know, if New Orleans is a four seed and they're making this sort of move, then yeah, then you're like, okay, you could maybe you get a finals run out of it. But yeah, I don't see that happening with this team. They're they're a year or two away. Right. Unless they've got some big moves that we don't know about. And this is the thing. Like, you know, we're we're now like about four days away from the deadline. Um, a lot of moving parts right now. There's a lot of stuff happening. Um, this might not even be the only superstar that gets moved. I mean, you know, Carmelo Anthony's still out there. Carmelo Anthony might get moved. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. So so maybe New Orleans, maybe Dell Demps has masterminded this huge stack of dominoes, and he's about to knock them all over. We don't know. Yeah. Because he gave again, up nothing. He to, gave up nothing. Right. To, but to trade, you know, and not, they don't have much more to give for, you know, too much else. But, um, you know, if they try to do that, uh, you know, two sort of major trades in the middle of the year, I, I don't, I can't picture any other team that's ever done very well trying to add that all in, on the fly and, and actually, you know, that year benefit from it. So, it's it's very precarious. It's it's a risk, but you know what? You're like like you said, what they ended up giving up, it was definitely worth the risk. Without yeah, question. and and um, we just got a question from official Mello on uh, on Periscope asking if we think the Cavs are going to make a deal. Well, you know, first thing that popped in my head when we saw that uh, Langston Galloway was going to be waived, the Cavs are probably going to sign Langston Galloway. Right. I would think there's their playmaker. That's a big uh, deal. That's a big deal for them. Yeah, but I don't know. It's Galloway. To me, he's, he's – I don't know if I can call him a playmaker like that. I don't know. I mean, I, he can well, – you're not getting, like, a starting level, like, 2006 Baron Davis, but – Yeah. But, you know, I mean, like, he can spot up and shoot, and I've seen him do that well. I don't know if he's, like, runs an offense, per se. Were you going to try and say he could do that on a second unit? I think that – I think he could give you those 12 to 15 minutes a night that you need without Kyrie or – you know, with LeBron or without LeBron and with Kyrie, I think he could do that. I mean, I guess it's better than what they have right now, and that's probably the key. Um, now, Ramona Shelburne was was quoted on Twitter saying that the Pelicans were very close on a deal for Jaleel Okafor about 10 days ago, offering a similar package, except it didn't include Heald. Um, that's really, really interesting. They, they uh, I mean, I don't know. That's who they could have almost gotten. Imagine that. Wait, the Pelicans almost got Jaleel Okafor, Okafor ten days ago with with his, like the same deal except uh, without healed. So, just adding healed, you get from Okafor to Boogie. <laughs> that's what that's that gives you a good observation of like how, what this deal is like for for the Kings. Yeah, I mean, look, I, there's no way to spin this. Like the the biggest Kings fan or Kings apologist could not spin this in a way. It makes this a good deal for the Kings. Right, they, could, they couldn't Kellyanne Conway it? No. Hey, speaking of which, on Periscope or, or Twitter or wherever, do we have any Kings fans? Are there any? Yes. Because I really want – I need a question or a reaction from a Kings fan. Are you not entertained? <laughs> this is what we need. Yes, we get a SMH, the Kings are dumb, okay? Uh, All right. That's her first response to that one. Um, okay. So we got a Kings fan at Jack Hill. Um, yeah, disappointed, depressed, crying. See, this is the kind of stuff, this is how you know this, this deal is bad because people are not making excuses. They're not saying, you know what? We, you know, Buddy Heald is going to be a top 15 player. He's going to be a top five shooting guard next year. Guards are harder to get. They're not doing any of those regular talking points that we get. So, um, yeah, look, 
The Kings, the Kings screwed the pooch on this. Part of it is because they waited too long. You know, he had more value in the summer. And if you were going to trade him, and I know, I, I feel like maybe something has happened here in the last month and that has made him kind of fed up and, and they wanted to move him. Um, and maybe there's some agent stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. But, uh, or, yeah. yeah. Well, are you guys hearing the implication you're trying to, you're implying that, like, there's been some other uh, blow ups with teammates and they've kind of kept it, they've been able to keep it somewhat quiet. And they, uh, exactly. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, you know, after enough of those, they might have figured out to keep it buttoned up a little bit more than normal, normal. But, uh, we'll never, maybe we'll never know. Um, but, um, either way, fascinating stuff. And I think, um, I we covered as much as we could cover tonight. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I just think it's, uh, what a what a trade and what a way to kick off trade deadline week. Yeah, I mean, here's a good comment right now. The uh, the Kings picked for Jimmer Fredette over Clay and Kawhi, and that's the that's the big one. That's a real big example of what's going on there. So uh, while they might have made a mistake picking those two, uh, picking Jimmer over those two, I certainly have not made a mistake picking you to co-host this show with me tonight. Thanks. Uh, and go over a lot of great stuff. Terrific, really great information. I think uh, we, you know, there's we get a lot of a lot of everything for everybody. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's a that's high praise, as Nick Cage would say. <laughs> right. um, yeah, this is this is uh, this is awesome. I'm really glad that we have this uh, this platform to kind of <laughs> we we kind of made our thoughts tonight. Like we, I didn't have my thoughts ahead of time because the news was rolling in while we were while we were rolling. So um, it was really nice to be able to kind of sound this out with you a little bit. And um, yeah, it this is uh, this is a huge trade. I mean, this is a landscape changing trade in the NBA. Right. And and by the way, it's a landscape changing uh, show for us. We had this, this most people have ever had live in a show and we're going to start doing these on Sunday night. So they're ready. The podcast itself will be on iTunes and since you're ready to go fresh in the morning on Monday for your commute. So we want to record them uh, on the Sunday night now. So well, it'll be like a little fireside chat we have every Sunday night. You guys can come find us on Periscope and then hopefully listen to the whole thing on uh, iTunes later as a podcast on your headphones or whatever you listen to it on. And um, terrific stuff. And so don't forget to check out over everything that's going on over at our website. We have some fantastic articles coming out this week uh, across the NBA. And uh, the YouTube channel have some really good stuff. I think I'm going to focus on LeBron's three-point shooting and why it's eight or nine points higher this year than it was last year and doing so much better. Um, and uh, that's all. I guess we'll be right back here on Thursday to cover more of the trade deadline stuff. That's right. We will be live at 2 Eastern on Thursday. So uh, that's uh, 11 Pacific. Is that right? Yeah. 11 Pacific uh, with our trade deadline show where hopefully if there are any trades between now and then, we may do a quick live show. Is that Absolutely. Is that we're we're always for? ready to jump on, which is exactly why you either have to subscribe to us on Periscope or you can turn on notifications on Twitter and only turn on tweets that have live video attached to it, which I just saw today and I've been tweeting it out. So you don't have to even follow us on Periscope. Just turn the notification on for a live video on Twitter and then it'll alert you right away and we'll, you'll know right away that we're doing a really cool show that you can then watch later if you wanted to, but you can watch it live, part of it, the whole thing, whatever you like, and also give us feedback and questions on Periscope or Twitter. So, uh, fantastic stuff. Thank you, Dave, for coming on the show. Uh, another episode's in the books. Stay tuned for lots more coming up this week. And don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, not a channel, we're a conversation. You win. Are you in, Dave? Always. <laughs> <laughs>